Do you remember hearing your favorite album for the very first time? You know, there's nothing quite like the sort of surprise and delight that you get when you discover a truly great record for the very, very first time. You know, it's like you remember like where you were and what you were doing and, you know, how important it was to you and how sort of blown away by, by uh, you were by it. And uh, we're picking some records tonight we're going to talk about on, on the podcast. Uh, three from each of us that are exactly that for us personal favorites. Uh, if you're live with us, feel free to chime in in the comments. Here we go. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I never heard that before. What's that? On the end of the beat, there's a bow. It's oh. on every single one of them. Yeah? Oh, I yeah, never yeah, heard yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, like I wanted to do like a, like a disco, <laughs> like, throw the you know, finger up in the air. I, I never really heard that See? before. We want to do, do disco hands. New every day. <laughs> do disco hands, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Ludini, your disco hands daddy. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We're going to talk about uh, the albums that we wish we could experience again for the very first time. So, um, you know, we're just, this could be totally personal, but you guys, the, those of you who are hanging live, like chime in, like we want to kind of know what, what, what you think, which what some of your favorite ones were and, and maybe, maybe a line of maybe a sentence about why. So if you have and one, I will read them. Yeah. And we'll check them out <laughs> a little bit go, later see? on. We have a lot planned for today's show. Mm -hmm. um, there is uh, of course the main topic. We have lyrics with Ludini. Yeah. We have new and notable. And <laughs> we were sitting here BSing before <clears throat> the podcast and I didn't get Lily's new and notable. You so. did. I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that one. <laughs> he did the gesture, didn't he? Okay. Uh -huh. I got of course. you. We have hand signals here. <laughs> so we are I didn't ready. have to look. Mm -hmm. so, and, and of course, this day in music. So we have a lot to do unless yeah. we want to have a six-hour podcast, which I'm not completely uh, opposed to. I mean, <laughs> not out of the question. <clears throat> there, you get that free flow, you know, of, mm -hmm. of, of things going on. You know, yes. there, there's some things that happen, too. There's a great movie on Netflix that you need to know about. Um, we, we need to talk about Bon Jovi's latest uh Concert video that came oh. out that's got everybody talking all over the internet. Mm. Wow, it's how good it is! <laughs> yeah, great. Um, no, it's it, you'll you'll we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll, it's all yeah. gonna be good. Okay, <clears throat> so, so just stay uh, tuned. So hang out, guys. Uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is our website. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com uh, or LuLombardiMusic.com. That gets you access to being in in the live group with us where you can hang out and we can interact with you and have a good time. Uh, we go live every Monday night at uh, 9 p.m. And it, we haven't figured out yet if it's going to be called Eastern Standard or Eastern, Eastern Daylight Time yet, but on the east side of the country. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go east, young man. 
Um, oh, yeah. RockRageRadio.com is the app that you need. You go to RockRageRadio.com. You download the app and you can hear great music content 24-7. A lot of really cool uh, interview programs and a lot of great music. Lily V6 has her uh, has a show on there as well. I do have a show. It's Hot Licks with Lily 6 on Thursdays. And this week I'm having Udo Dirkschneider yeah. on from Accept. So tune in so you can hear his uh, about his new album coming out next, uh, this weekend. Hey, yeah. guys, how much does Rock Rage cost? It's free. <laughs> free, free, free. We're slashing prices. <laughs> oh, boy. No. We're not we're slashing, slashing that price. price. No. Wow. So close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoops. Yeah, let's go back and fix that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that could have ended up sounding something like uh, this. <laughs> Which doesn't make it, oh, it's oh, no, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, oh. it could end up sounding something like this. That's what she said. There we are, something like there that. Yeah, so like they, the I can like get myself. I mean, you know what? Just take it off the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna use <laughs> it. Uh, a boy and, and his toys. Lily thought it might be a funny idea to use like Nazi sound effects. She didn't think and that I told her at all. Was a bad idea, but she <laughs> made me find them on the internet. I Why? made him. She had a gun to his head. So, you know. That's not my way. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like what we've been going through, brother. Right? Since Adam. You know. Nazi sound effects? Since no, Adam? Not, since, wow. I really don't know what's going on right now. Adam, did you eat Seems from the tree? <laughs> and now what happened was it was just his woman. Oh. She shows up with some shit. She says, eat this. Before you know it, he's all got trouble. He didn't know. He was he hungry. Was just standing there. He was hungry. Poor Adam. <sighs> I guess Adam's that fucking dumb. <laughs> so, oh. now, and anyways, we're just having a little fun at the expense. <laughs> just a little. It's <laughs> the expense of Adam and Eve and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and this is our probably last show now. Yep, yep. <laughs> we're just having some good, having a good time. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's a joke. Don't be so about Simma. it. Simadana. Mm-hmm. And I'm we also want to mention, one. of course, <laughs> Wolf's. Customs, you want to go to Wolf's Customs and get yourself one of those uh, custom paint jobs done on your musical instrument, wolfscustoms.online. And you can find them all over social media. Chris Thunderwolf Dotson is the man, and he will hook you up with an amazingly cool refinish on your musical instrument. I'm I'm not not, not making sexual innuendo. Oh, I was totally going there. Mr. Kevin there. What's going on? I'm at a musical instrument. He's over there making making eyes like he's he's seven years old. He's going to refinish my instrument. (laughs) He's going to refinish my (laughs) instrument. I've been refinishing my instrument all day long. Hollow flash the skin Yeah. It's supposed to be so hot. <laughs> but uh, it's Shrink made that he refinishes your guitars with love, but not that kind of love. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to Wolf's Customs and check out the amazing work that they do. Um, so, all right, guys. Um, yeah. I guess we should kind of maybe go around real quick and say what we did this weekend. Because yeah. we were together at one point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. <clears throat> spent it in a good way. Yeah, and it was spent. And I thought it was. A good, I thought it was personally a good Friday. It was. I had a good it was time. A very good Friday. And we were hanging out here and um, <clears throat> just listening to music and talking and joking around and you know having some drinks. And we were very loud. We were, yeah, we were pretty. We were cranking up pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, the you would th- you're gonna say oh, what happened? The police showed up. The police did not show up. The fire department showed up. <laughs> The fire department. So when do you think when the fire department shows up, Lily? I panicked. That's what you I did. You think yeah. what? 
Mr. Pittsburgh, something, something is, is on fire. fire. <laughs> yes. You think something's on fire? It's like a natural conclusion. So that's my, oh my God, like there's smoke coming out of my roof and I don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Here we are out on the porch, you know. <laughs> the house that's is pretty on much fire. We're know. dancing. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, fiddling while Rome burns or whatever. Yeah. Or while George burns. <laughs> there, uh, there was something on fire, right, Beth? <laughs> If you're All listening, right. yeah, yes. Yeah, so she's so this fire truck pulls up out of nowhere. No, it wasn't uh, blowing any sirens or right. No anyway. emergency yeah, lights, but, but all, but the, all the it was lit the up. Thing dude. Lit up it like looked a cool. Christmas tree. Right? I mean, there's a photo of me with this, and it looks the lighting is like beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it has this like really cool lighting. Blue to it. And anyway, yeah, blues and, and yeah. reds and oh. <clears throat> it was really neat. And they pulled up, and these two fire dudes jump out. <laughs> And they come running up the stairs right onto the right onto my deck, and they say, "Turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around." I'm like, "What's going on?" Like, and, and I thought maybe I would, someone's gonna put handcuffs. Right? On they're me. like, "Who's the homeowner here?" <laughs> yeah, like, they, real asked, stern. Right, they asked if I was yes. if I was the homeowner. That's, like, oh, yeah. that's why they picked me because right. they asked if I was the homeowner. I couldn't yes. remember now. You, yes. Thank you for bringing yes. that back to me. <clears throat> um, cocaine's a hell of a drug. No, <laughs> I was not doing cocaine. I'm joking. But so I was like, kind of, what is going on? So they put, they were putting the fireman's jacket on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and, and we're all some, standing there. Some right. were some photos taken, and and I was like, and what was, what did I say? Mr. So yeah, what yeah. Did I say, so, Mr. Pittsburgh, what was my quote? So Lou was, he was a little <sighs> dumbstruck. Yeah, dumbstruck. <laughs> and, and, that's, that's and very inebriated. inebriated is what <laughs> yes. I wanted to say. And he turns to me in all seriousness, and he looks me right in the eye, and he goes. Is this really happening? <laughs> Just like that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes, you're not hallucinating. <laughs> this is really happening. That was so crazy because I because cool. I had been consuming uh, cleaning fluids since cleaning about three thirty yeah. that <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And, and they lunch. gave us some swag. Oh yeah. Yeah, we ended up, we got some swag. And a lunch bag there and uh, chip, chip clip. clip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And they, uh, however, we had a good time. I was very sad when they took that jacket back. Mm. I thought they were giving me. A I know jacket. that would have been. Awesome. I thought maybe I won something. You know yeah, what I mean? Right? When they put the jacket on me, I'm like, <clears throat> like you know, like Ooh. maybe a bunch of people are gonna pop out. Lou Lombardi, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna be. We're in on it. Yeah. I know that was hysterical. <clears throat> you know, and Guns and Roses comes out and plays. <laughs> We have photos to prove it. <laughs> yeah, so it was crazy, guys. That was fun. I apologize. I got a little frog, so I'm going to work through it. You know, I'm going to try not to hork directly. Into Don't hork. But I'm having such a good time, you never know. What That's happen. true. That's What's true. a little hork among friends? That's oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our Friday. Yeah, right? It was super fun. Stayed up way too late, drank way too much alcohol. Oh gosh, yeah. We were just making up. We were like, we ran out of beer and White Claw. And so <laughs> then we were like making up drinks. I don't know. Let's yeah. get some vodka. What do you got? What do you got there? Just pour that in that. I brought right. a Red Bull yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good times. <laughs> I like this blue drink. He was like, that's the Windex. Like, oh, It'll work. Told you. It'll work. I told you, cleaning fluids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so it was a, uh, it was a, it, that, that, that was the highlight. I think probably no. Yeah, I might highlight of my weekend. Probably it was fun. What about what about you guys? What did you do? Uh, well, Saturday I actually emceed a show at Kendrew's Lounge for the RFL um, Artist Showcase. So it was uh, after the fall. Um, Westlake and Jeff Carlson band. 
Um, it was a great show. They did some giveaways. We I got to sign some stuff, which was pretty cool. Nice. But I uh, had a great time with everybody. Sissy was there selling metal heathen jewelry. It was just a good time. A lot metal of good people. Jewelry. <laughs> that was my Saturday. And Sunday, I did nothing. Not a girl. Because of Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you... Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, anything? I just worked. Just I worked. worked. You know me. I'm a working fool. <laughs> Call me a working man. I just, you know. <clears throat> so we, um, we're going to go ahead then and get into. Let's get into it. These records that we would just love to hear again for the first time. Yeah. Feels like the, I was going to call this po- podcast feels like the first time. Well, that would have been good. You should have done that. <sighs> All right, let's start again. <laughs> And it, so, but what I did, I labeled it in the file as Virgin Ears. Oh. Oh. There's a band name. There it is. Write that, write that one down. Virgin Ears. Not, not, no, that's, uh, that's Golden <laughs> Years. Golden Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good try. Close enough. Yeah. Golden Showers. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I love sir. his sinister laugh. I know. It's, oh, a, it's a Monday night. <laughs> And uh, anything could happen. Nice. So usually you have does. To, you have to, <laughs> usually so does. go. Let's go ahead, and uh, I want to. We're going to mix it up a little bit tonight. Since Mr. Pittsburgh is, he actually brought a little like. Yeah, because I'm a little out. slow. Uh, I'm a little so, slow, let's, so, so I have to bring visual aids for myself. Got a musical snack. Yeah, your yeah. favorite. <laughs> Favorite. AIDS, I, the AIDS diet plan. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I brought the AIDS with me. Yes, the AIDS. Send help. Corona's like, we, we understand. <laughs> we feel your pain. <sighs> we got. All right, so my first pick is uh, Fleetwood Mac. Rumors. What? Yeah. Good pick. No way. Nice. Yes way, Ted. Huh? You want to show it to the sure, audience? It's, it's, it's well beat up because I listen to it all the time. But it's one of those albums where I remember getting it on cassette. See, you see kids back in the day. <laughs> I got it on cassette and just let the cassette play. Mm. And like every song, I'm like, oh, 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 gee. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was just a lot of fun. And I literally wore that cassette out. So, oh, hey, 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 hey let me tell you something here. Here's a, here's a, here's a funny, here's a funny little story for you. Oh. So I was, uh, I, I used to read as a kid, you know, and I'm reading Amityville. When did you horror. stop reading? Uh, As an adult, high school, <laughs> high school, I just stopped it all together. I gave it up for Lent, and uh, never went back. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, the room is. I have a little lamp by my bed, and uh, the room is dark. It's nighttime. Oh, and gold dust woman is on, mm. and at the end where there's the moaning, I didn't realize because I hadn't heard the song yet, and I'm reading Emilyville Horror, and I'm like, <laughs> ah! and I realized, oh, it's a song. It's a song. <laughs> so there you go. That's my fun little story. About That's cute. Things. I like that. Yeah. Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> you like that? I, I, don't bring a tear to my eye. You're getting all misty-eyed on me. I'm I'm feeling kind of tonight, <laughs> if you know what I mean. A little, a little drippy. Squirt a tear for me. That's call me Squeaky Squirty. <laughs> squeaky Squirty? <laughs> that's our new bobblehead. I know. We have Bones Magoo. We uh-huh. have... Uh, Honky the Clown. No, he can stay in the closet. <laughs> well, I don't know. He can. <laughs> I don't know. He likes to squeeze that horn. No. Okay. Just Here's saying. what Lily is saying. I swear. Stop. Don't touch me there. This is my no-no 
<laughs> I can't even stand you. This is your no-no square. Wow. That's... Take it away. Yes. Yes. Beware the no-no square. I was just waiting for a chance to use that. That's beautiful, Lou. Thank you for sharing. I, I was like, Thanks for I, when I fought it up last night in bed, I, I was my first reaction was like, I'm, Lily is going to just... And you, you did not disappoint. Thank goodness for that. Wow. Get it away. Stop. Wow. Don't touch me. I'd rather have this the clown. This <laughs> Send in the clowns. Okay, here's doors open. There's Honky. Honky's a little half-assed tonight. He just one, just one honk. Because I smacked him. I smacked him in the face. You smacked him in the face. Did you? Smacked him. I did. I'm gonna get a smackering. Sometimes, girl, you gotta give a guy a good smackering. Isn't that with Sean Connery? Sometimes a woman. I gotta give a good smackering. I hate you guys. <laughs> what a schmackaroon. A Scottish schmackaroon. That is sound. That is uh, that is not impersonation, by the way. That is Sean Connery yeah, recorded. We have we have him recorded. I thought you were channeling. Uh, Chan- channeling. Oh my God! So so that's your final that's answer. That, that's my no, final, that's my first and final answer. That, that's that's a good final answer. That is a great record. What yeah. can we say about that record? It's classic. Exactly. Um. I'm going to go, Nick. We're going to switch it up. I'm going to go. Ooh, it's fine. Look at this, though. We're moving around a little wee bit. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. But you know what? I am in the, I'm almost, I'm in the last part of The Greatest Story Ever Told. Woke up in What's the middle that? of the night, and I started, and it was like halfway through. It's that Jesus movie from 1960. I'm trying to think of some funny thing. I know. Max, it's got all star cast. It's a snowman, right? <laughs> I'm so not drunk story. enough for this. There's no Honky the Clown, though. No. Um. No. So, my. <laughs> Wow. You know what? Oh, we should just give up now. No, no. no there's I think more. we should just stop. Nope, nope. There's going to be no podcast. Muddle through. Okay. Um, Outlandos D'Amour by The Police. This oh, was yes. their debut album. was released in 1978. Um, elevated by the success of the lead single, Roxanne, Outlandos D'Amour peaked at number six on the UK. Album charts 23 on the Billboard 200. The album spawned two additional hit singles, Can't Stand Losing You and mm-hmm. So Lonely. Although Outlandus DMR received mixed reviews upon its release, it has since been regarded as one of the strongest debut albums. Rolling Stone ranked it as 38th and best debut album of all time. Um, it was a 428 greatest albums of all time. Some shit on Rolling Stone. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is uh, and just uh, they were you know just they, they have no money <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the band the, the, the drummer's brother was the manager <clears throat> and he got together about 1500 pounds mm-hmm. and so they went and bought studio time and they it took them six months to record because they were just kind of going in like they they got a great deal like so it was like when the studio was like it was downtime right, that's when they right, would that's go and they'd that's when they would book there. the yeah. time so like studio might be getting like you know sixty five pounds an hour but because they didn't have anything scheduled then they might offer to for like thirty five right so <clears throat> so young bands is a smart way to do things you know mm-hmm. trying to get off the ground um, 
But and Miles Copeland promised to place pay the studio as uh, twenty thousand, uh, excuse me, two thousand pounds upon completion of the record, but did not give them the full amount until much later. So, um, okay, this because uh, we want I don't want to do like a, a whole albums thing, and we want this is supposed to be our personal feelings about it and personal experiences. Okay, so first of all, let me break this down to to uh, like a little system. Here's what how, how I put them. I did them was production, lyrics, vocals, and performance. Ooh. Overall performance. So <clears throat> the first thing, I mean, and this isn't the first thing about this record, but this is the first thing I just wrote down. So no particular order, in other words. Uh, the sound and production. This is another album on my list is about 10 years, well, eight years older than this. And what I noticed is both of these albums have that softer... 70s kind of production if you if you go forward to like the you start getting into the mid 80s everything has this really like ka 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 like Mm -hmm, the drums are mm -hmm. real sharp and everything's real bright and it's like real punchy whereas a lot of stuff in the 70s has this kind of warm it was just a thing and this this has that sound even though they are obviously a new wave band punk rock new wave band so it was kind of an interesting kind of uh, thing um, I um, remember getting this record and hearing this, the, the, the production and being like really really wild by it didn't sound like earlier stuff from the 70s but it also didn't sound like anything like super current because I, I got this record after, way after the police were a big thing I didn't hear it when it came out Let me, I should clarify that <clears throat> these records are with the exception of well with, anyways um, a couple of my on my list are like came out like way before, you know, I w- they had been out for a while. In other words, mm-hmm. so um, uh, the this when I so I heard this record after, the, but I hadn't wasn't the police were just like a pop band on the radio, and I ended up getting this record because it was recommended to me from a, by a friend of mine, and I was just really floored by everything about it, the sound of production. Andy Summers re- plays with distortion. It's a really like his sort of like aggressive like rock type sound on on this. Sting's voice like blew my mind. Like it really kicks ass. He's like really on the edge. He's really belting like a real rock and roll singer. Um, and they haven't done this since. Like like the follow up records were all got way more you know produced sounding mm-hmm. and you know <clears throat> calmed down a little bit with the you know edginess. Um, but. Some you don't you may not know like just from listening to the songs on the radio you may not pick this up but when you buy the record and you listen to the whole record you start to real you realize immediately that this is not like your typical British new wave band at all not like even for a second these guys are schooled musicians you can mm-hmm. absolutely tell oh yeah and um, you know there's places where they break down and there's little jazz things that I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I just I just really couldn't and the and all the songs, even the ones that like I, you know, I didn't hear, I never heard before because they weren't on the radio at the time, are great. Like have these great big, huge, catchy choruses that you find yourself singing along with. They're all kind of like little anthems. It's just like a, it's a, like, a, like a masterpiece. And um, I was, I just became immediately enamored with it. And then a police like became like one of my favorite bands. Like instantly and I bought all their other records after that I absolutely loved them loved a lot of Sting's soul stuff 
Sting's first solo album was another record I toyed with having on this record on this list too because of some other stuff. But um, <clears throat> uh, and Sting's lyrics. So I'm debating about two things of what I'm going to do with lyrics with Ludini tonight. So <laughs> I may do a Sting thing. So I'm not going to read any of them right now because I may choose to do that later. But uh, lyrics, vocal performance, just the band overall. They're hot. They're on fire. Andy Summers like rips some like real like rock and roll kind of playing on there, um, you know, with yet this like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I, I'm a rock player and I'm a jazz player, you know, very cool stuff. So uh, if you have not listened to Outlandus Diamore uh, in a long time or if you never have listened to this in a long time, uh, you want to go back and check it out. Um, and after Lily goes, I want to kind of circle back to something that I think we should let the audience in on. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. Good. So Lily's next. Go ahead, uh, Lily. My choices are a little newer, it seems. <laughs> um, not new, new, but newer. So uh, my first pick is Nine Lives by Aerosmith uh, from 1997. It's a good one. It's not for everybody. If you like Aerosmith, you probably like older Aerosmith, and that's fine. Um, for people who don't know, this is actually my favorite band. <laughs> not Motley Crue, like everyone <laughs> thinks. Um, this is their 12th studio album, peaked at number one. On the billboard, uh, sold over two million copies, won a Grammy for Pink. Two million copies. <laughs> um, the original cover art was uh, of a Indian god who had breasts and a cat head, and oh, that Lord was very Jesus. offensive. Yeah. Um, I do have. They had to change it because it did offend some <laughs> Eastern Indian people. Uh, so they did have to change it. I do have both copies. Actually, apparently, I have four copies of that as well as permanent <laughs> vacation. Um, the reason I love this so much, it's, uh, so Aerosmith's very experimental. They will try different things quite often. And this one's very Indian inspired after uh, Steven Tyler went to India and had some sort of religious experience. I have no idea. Um, I, my mom bought me the CD because I was going through a very horrible, horrible breakup. It was my very first breakup. So child stuff, right? But, you know, devastation. Um, I can listen to literally every song and I can relate to almost every song on it. Uh, Falling in love, hole in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, something's gotta give. Ain't that a bitch? Uh, kiss your past goodbye. It was very uh, relative to the time of my breakup, and I just I do love every song on it. I could listen to this one the whole way through. Like I said, it's not for everyone. Some people don't like half the songs on there, but I think you should give it a listen. It's really I think it's a really great album. Cool. By them. I have uh, there, there's uh, first of all we're just picking three of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, there's several that I toyed with having. Ten, there's, oh, yeah, yeah, they're oh, break yeah. that are breakup yeah. albums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's like mm-hmm. not that's the uh, one th- I, I mean that's one of the things I think that you know if you've ever seen the movie um, High Fidelity yes. yeah. yeah you know that's like th- that's like a thing with, with music uh, what I want to talk about real quick before we kind of come back and g- do our next round is that like there's a, some of you that maybe have never listened to an album you've grown up listening to music digitally so you just single. you just listen mm-hmm. you listen to the single that single. Well, even if somebody says to you, "Oh, you should check out this band Led Zeppelin," you probably go to Spotify and listen to the top five right. picks of it or the songs that your friend said or whatever. <clears throat> now, some of you probably have, might have fo- parents with record collections, so you do know. But there is we have to account for the fact that there is people out there that have never listened to an album and don't even understand what this experience is like. Mm-hmm. So, I will just say this. Think of your favorite movie, or one of your favorite movies. 
movies. Do you remember going to see it? Your, maybe your mom and dad taking you and, and your friends or something like that, and you had this like great experience, and you, they, that movie became a beloved movie for you. It's like, for me, like uh, Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. we all have that. You know, this is the same kind of thing, except with music. So um, if you don't, I'm not going to give you a whole history of the album and everything like that. Maybe we'll do a podcast on it at some point. Go back and check that out. But, you know, an album is like a statement. It's, you know, these bands put this music together and they try to get the songs to kind of all seem to jibe together. You know, they thrust it. You know, there's all kinds of stories about great songs didn't make out just because they didn't quite fit, you know, what the the record was supposed to be about, etc. And you would put the record on and you would just listen to a record. <laughs> That's all you did. No, you didn't watch the video on YouTube. Right. No, nope. you just, you just w- listened right. to the record. To so it. it was a it was a really and it takes a long time to listen to a record. It is kind of like a commitment, almost like like going to see a movie, right? Mm-hmm. It, you don't listen to a record in three minutes, you know. You you know, and it, you know, some there are double albums, triple uh-huh. albums, right? Um, so it was like it was a commitment. It was a time commitment, and it was it required you to just listen. Exactly, and that was the thing. You had this uh, 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 audio experience that, like, kind of like took you on a journey, mm-hmm. or made you think, or made you want to get up and boogie, or you know, smoke you pot, crying made over you a man or a girl, or maybe start maybe start maybe start crying, make make you very mel- melancholy, like right, you know, uh, you know, we just ride this wave of the album. <clears throat> and that is what is so important about the album. And it's an experience that, like, um, I'm hopeful some of you might, uh, some of the younger kids out there might go out and, like, say, I want to have that experience and sit down and just listen to some albums. Um, incidentally, and I did not say this on mine, I remember buying Outlandus Diamore. Well, I remember where I where I bought it. Uh, I bought it at uh, Val's record shop mm-hmm. here in Cannonsburg. Well, I bought several records there, and uh, remember, you know, getting it home and you know getting it out of the vinyl, and remember the lighting in my bedroom and <laughs> <clears throat> everything, putting mm. that thing on and just sitting there. I had a day bed in my room because I oh wanted more God, room for so my for yeah. my guitar stuff, you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> and um, and my friends or whatever. So I was just sitting there. And I remember just listening, <laughs> just just listening. Like maybe pacing around the room a little bit, looking yeah, at, to... looking at the album cover, yeah. and you know, wondering what these guys were all about. They looked like degenerates on the cover. <laughs> you know, there they, was a cat with know. boobs on the cover of mine. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So it was like, so it was like, so like, and when I could hear the playing, I tell how sophisticated it was. And I'm looking at these guys and we're like, these guys played that. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, if you then. say so. Anyway, so yeah, uh, so just keep that in mind. It was a, it was a special experience, and uh, we're just trying to relive that with you uh, guys. So um, it is Pittsburgh Kevin's turn yes, again. Yes, it is. We yes. do have one someone. Oh, okay, someone mentioned. If we'd like sure, to jump in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's Chris Thunderwolf, uh, Tesla Mechanical Resonance. Ooh. A friend got the whole album on cassette somehow before it was released. Mm-hmm. So that is one he wants to hear over again. I gotta tell you for the first time. I gotta tell you, Chris, that is my favorite Tesla album, and I'm trying to remember if how when I first heard it, but I believe I got it on cassette as well, thanks to my friend Sam Gabud, who I was in a band with. He was a great drummer, <clears throat> and um, we were in a band called Slick Sammy, and we had to learn Slick the song um, "Modern Day Cowboy." Yeah, there you and go. Um, so my memory of that album is learning that, having to learn that song. Um, 
So, uh, I'm Pittsburgh Kevin. Oh, it's me. No, sorry, uh, we were commenting yes. on Chris Thunderwolf's. Well, no, that's yeah. fine. Because you know why? Like, why, Chris? I like Chris. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. God bless you, my son. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Your son. I don't know. That's, you know cause... Bill Damiano knows Sam. Yes. That's what he there said. There you go. <laughs> it's like it, one big happy family. It's a small world after all. <laughs> Who you got small? <laughs> Read your next one right, so like we, we can get it over with. So when did you decide to become a midget? <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after I was born. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Thank you, Will Smith. Sometimes Will Smith has to come in, <laughs> come in and lay down a little discipline into Ludini Rock. <laughs> <Will Smith, laughs> Jack. Will, so go ahead. Will Smith. All right. My next one is Rush Moving Pictures. Oh, uh, uh, you know dude, it's such you know, an you know, awesome you know, album, you know, man. I'm like... Out. I mean, that is just... Yeah. Whoa, excuse me. <laughs> no, it's an awesome album. I did that for Lily because I know she's not a Rush fan. Well, I okay. still respect the band. There I just go. don't like their music. Sure, <laughs> sure. But, um, you know, I got the album after hearing Tom Sawyer on the radio. And I've heard, I had heard Rush before. But I'm like, oh, I gotta eat this album. And, you know, it starts off with Tom Sawyer. And it's like... And it just blows your mind. But then you let the album go. And you've got Red Barchetta. Which I remember, I can't remember the uh, the name of the short story that that's based on, but I, I remember reading Little Red Corvette. A, it was Little Red Corvette, correct? <laughs> I think that's wrong. I, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody should do a mashup: Red Barchetta oh, and Little Red Corvette. Oh boy, Bill Damiano, make go. that happen. There you <laughs> go. There you go. He's listening. <laughs> something about uh, 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 in the countryside with my uncle or something. I think it was the name of the. Anyway, but anyway, I remember reading it as a kid, and like as soon as I heard the song, I knew exactly what it was about. There we go into YYZ, which is, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, wow, yeah. Um, and then Limelight, of course. Uh, but and then, then yeah, Limelight and Side One, right? And then I immediately wanted to flip it over to Side Two, and those are songs I had not heard before on the radio or anything like that, and just completely mesmerized. I'm like, wow. So yeah, that is my second pick is moving pictures and you know you talk about the album covers and stuff like all of their album covers what what the hell does that mean yeah. what's going on well, yeah mo- yeah there's moving pictures but the where are they out. moving them why are they moving them there's so who's many questions little, who's this little kid here <laughs> why are these guys wearing red that's the kind of stuff that you like you should call getty and ask him. keeps you up at night i i am gonna call getty later tonight okay good let us all yeah. know <laughs> um <laughs> That is that's definitely oh, would be going. one of my on my list, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I dude, I believe I heard here's I believe here's how I heard that album. Yes, I believe you loaned me the cassette. I probably did because <clears throat> I believe that's what you did. I was I believe, spreading the gospel. You did, and I, and I Trinity, and you were very, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was nice of you, you know, You're and and I, I think I, I I did what everybody did. I, I taped it, made a copy of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what year did that come out? Uh, was it 80? 1980. Yeah. Oh, good. I wasn't born yet. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a definitely a great... Uh, yeah, it's a really very cool. That is a real... That's a real piece of f***ing work. Right, then. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's all too beautiful. It sure is. Oh, God. Here. I won't hurt it. Oh, that's all right. 
I have five copies of it. One, two, <laughs> I want to buy five Four, copies five. for my sister. Well, I know five out of seven of those. I was gonna say, and it's only seven <laughs> songs. Five <laughs> out of so seven awesome. ain't bad. <laughs> so awesome, they didn't need to do ten or twelve. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> okay, so this album was released in. Uh, October of 1969. So I, I, I said wow. 1970. I was off. <clears throat> this is Led Zeppelin 2. Now, Ooh. again, let me say this. I don't think I said it well. I was not, a, you know, I didn't hear it when it was new. You were, like you I were was, sitting there listening I to got it. this in probably 1982 or something like that. I might have been born. I got it at the same place. I got it at Val's mm-hmm. uh, record thing up there. I was uh, on a mission to buy the Led Zeppelin records. And um, this was the first, they did not have Led Zeppelin. I wanted to buy them in order. They did not have right. Led Zeppelin 1, Ugh. so I bought Led Zeppelin 2. I was like, okay, oh. you know, Led Zeppelin 2. Second best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, get. I, I lost I lost my mind. Did you? <laughs> I, I lost my mind with this record. I was a young guitar player. I was just mm-hmm. learning to play. I had a... Um, uh, a Les Paul copy it was gold, gold top. top. It was yep. very cool. <clears throat> and um, I remember just being floored by every little inch speck microbe of this record. <laughs> the sound. I, I, I don't understand. I, one of the things I'm really bad at is like, I don't understand reverb and delay. Okay. I grow mm-hmm. the amplifiers that I plugged into when I was growing up. <clears throat> it <clears throat> they had reverb. There was a knob. It said reverb, and right. you just turned it up for more reverb. Yeah. Well, now you get a reverb pedal, and there's like 17 knobs. Mm-hmm. All I want is just more reverb, like just like they used to have. <laughs> oh, reverb, please. And, like and so like I've re- I have I buy those things, and I can't. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, and then the same way with oh, digital delay. <laughs> I remember like digital delay means echo or not digital delay or digital delay. Mm-hmm. It isn't always digital, but it just means echo. I didn't know that at first. I, I would read about it in magazines and be like delay. Like they want their the songs to be like behind, like off right. tempo. You, you like play, you play like, a note and then yeah. a couple seconds later yeah. it hits. Yeah. No. No, no. It's echo. That's just all yeah, that yeah. means. It gives you an echo. And it's the same way. Like I just, the the stuff's too complicated. I can never figure. So I don't use any of that shit, <clears throat> unless it's on the amp for a reverb, and I'll turn it yep, on. So, but but I remember hearing that and just being completely fascinated, blown away. Um, oh, this was still at that time when there was hard panning with instruments. So mm-hmm. so like the Beatles did this a lot, where they would put like all of one sound like in one side one speaker yeah, yeah. You, know, you know so there's a little bit of that in places and there's a lot of like going back and forth um on um uh you know like you know, like panning back and forth mm-hmm. <clears throat> for and th- right. yeah yep. exactly so um this had so i'm gonna tell you the songs that are on this record okay whole lot of love sure well yeah. i mean that's a duh you know yeah. exactly um that thing in the middle with John Bonham and all that—I have uh-huh. no idea what that was. That was that, you know. Um, and so there were so, was interesting about this record. There were songs I had heard on WDVE, and there were songs that I had never heard on WDVE. Okay, and um, so whole lot of love, of course. Um, Heartbreaker, living, loving, made, ramble on, 
I at all was was pretty familiar. Now the other ones I may have heard but didn't pick up on. Like what is and what should never be. What a great title mm. for a song. Mm-hmm. I remember like reading that title and going like, wow, yeah. these guys are deep. <laughs> Blew your mind right through your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was you know and and like speaking of like crazy echo and stuff panning back and forth. I mean that's it's four minutes and forty six seconds of just yummy. <laughs> this is amazing. Speaking of yummy, the I next knew he song. I was going to say that. It's mm. The next song, <laughs> I, I definitely never heard on the radio because it's called The Lemon Song. No, that's not on the radio. Oh. <laughs> and um, the lyrics are squeeze my lemon till the juice runs down my leg. And I was like, well, but what? <laughs> they didn't just say that. Wait a second. <laughs> I, remember listen, I, remember, I remember standing there over the record player watching it spin and looking at that track <laughs> thinking. I should Wait. pick the needle up and start this over again because I don't think I, I don't heard think what I, heard I actually heard. But I was too into what I was doing and it sounded so good and that riff is funky as shit. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, and I was just like, I couldn't, I wasn't gonna, I was, I'll come back to it. I, I own it, I can listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six minutes and 20 seconds, dude, of like a massive Woo. jam. Um, it's their take on an old blues song is really what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the album rounds, there's only four songs on the first side. The, it ends with Thank You, which is a love ballad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had um, uh, I had heard this song. I learned it on guitar, uh, like acoustically. I played it for somebody's wedding. I didn't sing. I just played right. it in my girlfriend's sang. And um, um, so anyways... So that was, uh, so I knew that. So the album, you flip the album over. This is the cool thing about albums. You get like a little intermission. Mm-hmm. You can go to the bathroom sure. or, you know, get in, you know, go down and get some Kool-Aid or Kool-Aid. juice or, you know. Vodka. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was about. Not yeah, relevant. Yeah, I wasn't way too young <laughs> yeah. for vodka. Mm, and, um, and then the second side starts with Heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that one. That riff is like so massive. You know, I mean, that is like up there with some of Tony Iommi's heaviest riffs. I mean, that's a great riff. Um, and then, which is a, which is a sort of done as a medley with Live and Love and Made. There's a brief, I mean, like a half a second between the two songs. Very interesting. That absolutely fucking fascinated me. These are two separate songs, but they're like together. It's like, what is that? I, I'd never had a record that where there was a song like that. What's even happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, li- uh, live and love and made back together. Ramble on, which is mm-hmm. the you know song with all the real mystical uh, yes. uh, J.R. Tolkien, you know uh, stuff. And then there's an instrumental that features uh, drum solo by John Bonham called Moby Dick, mm-hmm. which is that's a great riff, by the yep. way. Yep. Um, I always kind of wish they would have written lyrics to that and have made like a song but in any case uh, and then it ends with Bring It On Home which is a Willie Dixon rework and um, that has a killer riff too that Billy Squire um, borrowed for something of his many years later it's a great album check it out but loved it and I blew I'd like again I bought it the same record place the one before and just had it was the same kind of experience just being in my room just like jaw on floor like you know, wow! So classic, and and like I said, some of these songs were like a lot of people already knew, but I didn't know they were new to me. Mm-hmm. So right. it was you know, yeah, it was very cool. So what do you got, Lily? I have next on my list, 
Jagged Little Pill by Alanis oh, Morissette. Uh, and you know there what? There you go. I remember the first time I listened to that yep. record, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's her third studio album. This is the one that went released worldwide. Her other two were very pop-oriented. This one's got a little art, alternative kind of rock behind it. Um, Post-grunge, pop rock, the whole thing. Um, it topped the charts in 13 countries. Sales of over 33 million copies. I first heard it from a friend. She's like... Heard it from yes. a friend. <laughs> no, I didn't even say that. My friend Melissa, Kazina, she was my best friend in elementary school. She's like, you need to hear this album. I'm like, oh, this is not like anything I'm listening to right now. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm going to tell you what, at 13... I was an angsty teenager, and this was perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to hear at the time. Um, oh my gosh, all I really want you ought to know. Right through you, head over feet, ironic, hand in my pocket. They were very angsty mm -hmm. woman songs, so it was perfect for, you know, a teenager such as myself or any female of that age getting aggression out, which I thought was so genius at the time that I was 13 years old, and I just thought it was great. I was the first one of my local, she was in Ohio, I was the first one of my local friends to have the album. Because wow. <laughs> then I got to spread it around, all the mm -hmm. angst at all 13. Angst. <laughs> it's your fault. It is my fault. Oh, it Where was made into a musical, by the way. Did you know that on Broadway? Yeah, I heard And that. was nominated for 15 Tony Awards. Wow. So, I wish I could see it, but it got uh, postponed because of, you know, COVID. Oh, so there's that. <laughs> COVID. Right? <laughs> Get wow. down COVID, getting up in my butt again, God damn it, I'm not gonna take this shit. But that's Sorry. definitely still one I can still listen to, to this day, all the way through. Good pick. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, do, okay, okay. Okay. Your question. Which version of You Oughta Know do you like? The naughty There's one. There's two versions of it on that album. Do you mean the naughty one? Or, one. The no, no, or the no, acoustic one? No. There's two versions on the album. There's oh, a, I, at okay. the end no, of the, the album, they replay yes, there's it. A, it's a, there's a hidden track. It's a different yeah. version. Oh, I, I, didn't different know that. I like the original one, but I also do like that she redid the whole thing in acoustic, so I like that one too. Not the hidden track. I don't really like I the love track. the hidden track. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> I, me I remember listening to that album being wowed. I sat there, I remember where I was watch watching it, listening to it. And then <clears throat> it finishes. And then you ought to know starts again. I yeah. thought the CD started <laughs> over again. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is different. No, like, it's damn, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. I was like, loved it, That's loved cool. it, loved it, loved it. <laughs> what's what's what do you got next, Mr. Pittsburgh? All right, so here's the story behind this. I was uh, in the army, stationed in the South Pacific. Were you in the Lord's army, yes. son? Yes, I was. I was in the Lord's I army to, at the time. I used to go hunt for unbelievers. Anyway, so. Um, so I'm walking down the halls in my barracks, and I hear this music playing. Somebody's cranking this music up. And you got to remember, this is back in the day where we didn't have the internet, blah, blah, blah. And I was on an isolated island, so I didn't have a whole lot of... I wasn't listening to the radio and stuff like that. And and I'm like, oh, that's that's Eddie. That, that tone, that style, that's Eddie, but that's not Dave. So I knocked on the guy's door, and I'm like, what are you listening to? He goes, Van Halen. I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. no, he goes, no, it's a new Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. I'm like, what? And I lost my freaking mind. So, uh, we would have guys go into Honolulu cause this is in Hawaii, uh, on passes. And I, I found, I found somebody who was going that week and I'm like, get me this album. And I gave him the money. He came back and he had the cassette for me and it is 5150. Here it is. But uh, yeah, that like totally blew my mind because I like Sammy Hagar, love Eddie Van Halen, and the two of them together. Thank you, Vanna. 
<laughs> I tried. <laughs> Lily was modeling the owl. Yeah, like, like, nice. yeah. It was like on a game show. But yeah. it's another one. Like, I, I don't absolutely love every single song. There's some that I'm like, yeah, but man, oh man, when you look at it, like, good enough. Why can't this be love? Summer Nights, Best of Both Worlds, and of course, 5150. I love 5150, the song itself. Good song. Yeah. Yeah, and every, every time I listen to it, I go. It takes me all the way back to nineteen eighty something, what eighty five or whatever, eighty six ish, ish. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, you know just hearing that for the first time and just going, I had no idea this was happening out in the world. It's very cool. This nice. is the coolest thing I have it's ever seen. Okay, so I I'm going to pick an obscure one. Oh, oh my! So. This this album doesn't even have a wiki. Wow, oh man, that's that's, that's how obscure it is. Doesn't even have a wiki. Um, I don't even think I Mr. know what Pittsburgh, this is. Mr. Pittsburgh, would it be possible for you to get your water? A, give me a water, please. Of course. Can you get me a beverage too? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about me while I'm gone. <laughs> Try. <laughs> All right, so this is a uh, this is an obscure one. This doesn't even have a wiki at all. Um, I really couldn't find out much about it. All I can tell you is my experience uh, when I heard this album. Uh, this is by an artist you probably have never heard of. Um, his name is Fred Eaglesmith. I don't think I know this. Oh. And... Um, excuse me, <clears throat> Fred. Oh boy, I don't even know how to describe what he does, but let's put it this way. If you are a person that likes, you know, you're a rocker, but you're like, yeah, I'll listen to some Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, you know, there's a couple Waylon and Willie things I like. I if, do you're, that. if you're that kind of person, you know, you'd be like willing to give, you should give Fred a try. Um, because... Now, Fred has a very long career, and he's done a lot, of, a lot of different things. But this record and the two, be, mm, the one before it and the one after it are a kind of trilogy, trilogy, of this certain era that he did with these certain groups of music, with a certain group of musicians. But um, this record, I was turned on to it through um, WYEP in here in Pittsburgh, which is an independent radio station, and. Um, Ira, was it Ira Glass? Not Ira Glass. Uh, um, uh, a World Cafe. Okay. It was World yep, Cafe. Yep. And I was driving to rehearsal uh, in, uh, in in Indiana from Youngwood, I believe. I believe. And um, as I was getting... Greensburg is already pretty far from Pittsburgh. So YEP mm-hmm. was a little iffy. Iffy, yeah. But as I was getting to 22 up there, or uh, rather to uh, to 119 to get off, off getting off of 22 going to 119, really close to Indiana, it was really starting to lose the signal, you uh-huh. know? And, but I was listening to this guy, this singer-song, which was just him with a guitar, and he sang these songs in this amazing voice. And uh, he sang songs like um, Alcohol and Pills, Time to Get a Gun, you know, <laughs> wow, um, Pontiac, and I, I, these songs were like lyrically, like I'm a, as a songwriter, like I love lyrics. Lyrics are always mm-hmm. been like one of my favorite things, and this bit played a big part on all of my favorite records. Um, but I could just could tell this guy who had really thought, like, there was a real 
some some of these songs have stories and you don't know their stories until the song kind of gets going. You're like, oh, cool. You know, yeah, you, yeah. things, the way he reveals the characters, uh-huh. it's like mm-hmm. you really kind of get into it. Plus, they're all super catchy and easy to remember. Except, so I had to get his record and I wanted to get it because specifically the song Alcohol and Pills. <clears throat> and uh, so I, I don't, this is where the store, I, I, I bought it on CD. So probably some CD store in Greensburg or something like that. Um, but I listened to it um, on a way to rehearsal and um, just was knocked out yeah. by every thing on it. Um, this, uh, the songs are great. The, you know, the I wanted to say drums, but it almost sounds like tin cans, but like really good sounding tin cans, yeah, really yeah, well-tuned yeah. tin cans. Like there's a certain vibe and like dissonance to this record. Um, it's very rough and ready. There's times when he's singing where it sounds like he's whispering in your ear almost. Mm. Um, it is, uh, the songs are all insanely clever. Like, there's just like, they're just like, all, they all got mm-hmm. lyrics that mm-hmm. they like really grab you and tell a story or do something really clever or something really fun. Um, it's a really good record. Um, postscript to this, um, like a year later after I got it, it, it turns out he was coming to Pittsburgh. Oh, and I, oh, cool. I was like, I got, to, I got to go yeah. see him at Rosebud. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, so this record has like the most unusual guitar sounds, unusual drum sounds. Um, just like really, I was like really fascinated with the sounds on it are, are really, really cool. And um, I went to see um, him live. And there's a reason why the drums sound the way they do. Because yes, he has a guy playing set of traps, but he also has washboard Pete. And Washboard Pete, everybody in the band. It had, sounds like a new character for the you know, sang back up very nice, uh-huh. sang harmony with Fred really, really well. But he was, he came out on stage with the giant washboard yeah. on, and he had a hat that had bells and stuff on it. He had different things okay, on his arms yeah. and his legs, and it was all like mic'd yeah, up. Yeah. I'm immediately turned on by this. And so <laughs> a lot of that stuff that I thought was like tin cans and the drummer doing stuff. No, no. it was it was this washboard. Or Pete, Pete playing along with the drummer to wow. create this really abrasive, percussive mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing and multi-rhythmic thing. There's a lot of neat rhythmic things that they wow. did. So for like a country band with the pedal steel and you know all and banjo and all this, like there's this thing going on. Okay, so yes, they had a they they had a younger guy that played a Telecaster and then he switched to he would play uh, pedal steel as well. He switched off yeah. them both. But the reason the guitars sound the way they do on this record and are so crazy and so weird is because it's not guitar. <laughs> all this lead to lead guitar stuff that I thought was the, the young kid who was playing the telecast uh-huh. like he's going to play all the solos. No, no, no. This was a guy named Willie P. Bennett. Willie P. Bennett plays electric mandolin. Oh. Oh, wow. And... I remember wondering why when I walked up to the stage, yeah, you, you, when you're, you know, you go yeah, to a yeah. cause, you walk up and see their gear and everything and they hadn't come out yet. I didn't know what the band was going to be or how, you know, what is on, you know, what was going to be. Um, I was, I saw this, uh, this uh, Princeton reverb 
mm-hmm. sitting there and some pedals and stuff. And I was, you know, I thought that was the guitar. No, this was Willie Bennett's rig, <clears throat> and he played it on ten, like that. He had really? just fucking cranked, wow. and with this electric mandolin. And volume paddle, and he had like some mm-hmm. echo and stuff like that. He did some very, very cool stuff. He sounded, oh, sound like a great, like a really unusual rock guitar yeah. type sound. And so, so after you're all blown away by that, he puts a fucking slide on his finger and he plays <laughs> fucking electric slide <laughs> mandolin. Man, it's sick as shit. Wow. And they were so good. And Fred's funny. He's a com- like a kind of a comedian. Mm-hmm. And so he's really good. And this is the first time I ever heard a band tell this joke. <laughs> the washboard Pete did this like Fred was getting a drink or something he says yeah he says I just want to let everybody know we just got this great deal through Columbia Records and everybody's like, yes finally you know yeah, Fred's gonna yeah. go big yeah you are all excited because he says we said well wait a minute we don't have all the we don't have the whole deal worked out yet but we do know that we get the first 10 albums for a penny <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughs that is you know. great so it was the first. That turns out that's an old joke. That like a lot of bands tell that joke funny. on stage, that's but great. that was the first time I had ever heard a band tell that joke. Um, but yeah, so it, uh, lipstick. It, the album is called Lipstick Lies and Gasoline by Fre- uh, by uh, by Fred Eaglesmith. Uh, the production, the lyrics, the vocals, the, the overall performance. The sounds are really unusual. Don't let the c word turn you off. Give it a try. Okay. Lipstick lies. I'm not gasoline. afraid. I would listen to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like the name alone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. That's uh getting one more? Yeah, Lily. One more. Just one more cool. album. It's cool. You forgot about me. No, I didn't. You know, uh, we went out of order. So. So it confused cool. your whole brain. It did. My whole brain is confused. <laughs> so my last pick for the evening is Appetite for Destruction. Oh, Guns yeah. and Roses, released oh. in 1987. Never heard of it. I what? know. It's their debut album. Um, whenever it first came out. Nobody cared. It didn't. It hardly got any attention in 1987. It took a year for it to take off, but then it became like one of the best-selling debut albums of all time, and like number seven rec- best-selling records of all time. Um, it. This is what Lou likes to call all killer and no filler, because it truly is. And um, the reason I even heard this, and I it was I was five when it came out, and I probably heard it a couple of years later. My cousin Josie, who was my musical idol. As a child, I wanted to be her. I, I feel like was I'm here now. Was she in the Pussycats? I was waiting. No, she wasn't. No, it was coming. <laughs> Josie is a friend. She Not she was she constantly was listening to this album, and I just remember thinking, this is damn cool music. Well, I didn't say damn as a child. I said, this is darn, darn. cool music. Yeah. That says darn good. <laughs> like, literally, I wanted to be just like her, and like, this is why I listen to 80s hair metal. This is why I listen to the music I listen Thank to. Josie. Yes. Uh, she unfortunately mm. did pass away a few years oh. ago, so I feel like every time I hear this oh. album... <laughs> Wow, Sorry, you're such a dick. <laughs> no. Lou. Every time I Bad hear this Lou. album, it keeps her and I close. You're such Bad a jerk. Lou. Bad. <laughs> but this is one you could definitely put in and you listen know, to. There was the de- like the devil coming up my shoulder. Saying, Legit. You should, no. you should make a sound effect when she says that. And the, other, the, the angel said, "Don't do it." It was like that split of a second. But it's gonna be funny when I stab you and that devil. Oh But this is one you can listen to all the way through. Great album. It's fantastic, and I do, and it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the way. Away. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, yeah there, there's this is a, yeah, it's a great album. Uh, awesome. It's the only, I, it has the most cowbell. 
Yes. On, on any <laughs> album. It has that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And of course, you know, what can you say about those guys? Um, so that is our little talk there on um, that. Uh, you know, Lily mentioned, um, you know, Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose. And I know that there has been this thing lately over the past few years with singers, not, you know, people complaining that they can't sing and they should stop singing or mm-hmm. whatever, because there's some, there are some YouTube videos, you know, but I, I'm going to put, I'm going to tell you this thing, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. if you had, if we had YouTube in the seventies oh, yeah. and the eighties, mm-hmm. you'd hear all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, so, no doubt. Live. So I, you know, so just chill the fuck out. Um, and it, people have off days. Yeah, people have, people have off days. Um, and I was, you know, I, you know, people were like telling me all the time, like, uh, actually, he's, his voice is shy. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And one night I pull, I have, I found a, uh, it's, you know, how YouTube will play you the next thing and the next yeah, thing, you yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, a Guns N' Roses concert came on and it was actually one that a fan did with their cell phone, mm-hmm. but it was. The guy must have had it on a tripod or something because it didn't move it around steady. a lot. Oh, yeah. well, he audio, wasn't drunk, the was audio he? was good. Yeah. The audio was pretty good. and um, Or maybe that too. Maybe he was just being super conscious. But um, the, And the audio was good. And um, Axel sounded just like Axel. Yeah. It was a freaking cell phone voice. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Something right. that was doctored up yeah. or something like that. It was like he just sounded like Axel. So, um, you know, it's a crapshoot. They, oh, they all have offense. They, they all have offense. You know, and singing is a, is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it, it it really is. Now, you know, the only thing I take is there's a bon- so the reason I bring this up because there's a Bon Jovi. The latest one is there's a Bon Jovi thing out right now with him. It's not even. And um, somebody said, you know, and the YouTube videos like you can't make any comments about his voice. It was a great show, and I'm thinking. My my comment was: Listen, if his voice was shot, it wasn't a great show. It's a, it's a music concert. Mm-hmm. Like if the guitar player yeah. gets up and plays all the wrong chords, it's not it's a great not show. A right? <laughs> you know, it's not going to be a great Maybe show. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're being unsympathetic or whatever. But we're going to still call reality reality. Right. You know. You know. But the but the it, it's a um, it, it's root this a this it's very hard on your voice and the touring schedules and stuff that they're trying to get these guys to keep up with you know especially as you get older you do get you get you you have less energy and stuff like that you got to be that has to be that has to be accommodated for you you know they can't exactly. just you know whip yeah. the shit out of you to tour 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 you have to like you know they should be doing like half of what they were doing you know mm-hmm. you have a few days in between to recover right. you'd probably hear a lot more great singing um than uh, than you do right now from uh, from some of our uh, uh, classic artists. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put them. I don't give too bad, rough of a jab, but yeah. you know, for that. Years I mean, you can pick on them for other shit. They're all <clears throat> moron assholes, but you <laughs> yes. know. Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of hit that real quick. Um, yeah, hit I want to hit it, that real quick. Want to hit that? Uh, so Lily, what is your pick for new and notable this week? My pick is Kat Von D. Uh, we know her as the tattoo artist. I'm not saying it. You be quiet. <laughs> we know her as the tattoo artist who had Miami Ink, LA Ink. We know her for dating Nikki Six. We know her for makeup line and her books and her clothing line and all this other fun stuff that she does. But her heart is actually in music. Um, she was doing uh, vocals to the songs for different other... Uh, before she went, she has her own stuff now. But before that, she was doing like vocals on songs uh, for the band X, um, 69 Eyes, Dave Grohl even had her do some um, 
lyrics. She sang on the song Black Leather by Prayers. But now she has her own album released in 2021 called Love Made Me Do It. Uh, it's kind of like gothy, little um, 80s um, new wave. It sounds sort of like Depeche Mode-ish, which I like. Um, there's 12 tracks on the album. Exorcism uh, is the debut single. Uh, it's kind of like a concrete blonde thing, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I would call it okay. that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, because the song is it's it's a good it's a good single. It's uh, built on strong electronic, up tempo beats. It has a killer vocal hook. It's got it's got a mood twist. Um, it stands out. She will be touring this summer. She missed her tour over the winter because of personal reasons. Um, but hopefully she does come to Pittsburgh on her tour because when I interviewed her, she said that she had an amazing stage show along Ooh. with the music and it includes a contortionist and I think it's worth checking out yeah. so check out the album it is great Sounds very cool <laughs> okay good one uh, mine I'm gonna be real quick is a band called Coheed in Cambria yes. they're not a new band by any stretch of the imagination but they do have they did put out a record in 2021 and the first single is one I want to talk about they've got a new one called Liars Club which is very good as well <clears throat> but the one I want to talk about is Shoulders um, if you the you know they're um uh, their front man, uh, Claudio. I think that is his name. Let me let me get back to. I I took Wikipedia off the screen. <laughs> Why did you do that? Uh, writes a science fiction series. Okay, and all their albums are like concept albums based on different books out of this science fiction series oh, okay. that, they, that they write. And nobody in the band is named Coheed or Cambria. <laughs> really? Those are the main characters in this series. Claudio uh, Sanchez. Right. Claudio Sanchez. See. And um, <clears throat> I do like this band too. Yeah. And and so the song Shoulders, if you guys like old rock and roll, like you like the cla classic rock, 80s rock, etc., stuff like that, um, You'll, you'll. I, I think that there. These guys are have roots in there. Claudius has said that he wishes he would have grown up during his the his dad's era because he, mm -hmm. his favorite bands are Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Thin Lizzy, The Police. Yep. He loves stuff like that, and you can hear that in their stuff. Although it isn't like a Greta Von Fleet thing where it's like really overt. It's just kind right. of like they've kind of put that into the soup of what they right. do, and you know, they have okay. the, they definitely have their. Um, they definitely have their own sound. Speaking of own sound, it, they're they're difficult to categorize. Um, they put, a lot of people put them under progressive rock, but that's it's hard to say. They, and and the songs they have out right now that are on the radio aren't what I would call progressive rock songs no. per se. Um, you know, unless no, not not really. I wouldn't say that. But um, you should just call them rock. It is, yeah, it's just it's it's good stuff. Well played, interesting. Stuff like kind of like a cut above, like a lot of the other more standard uh, type sounding stuff. You can tell these guys have their roots in good rock. Uh, so check out Coheed and Cambria's "Shoulders" is the uh, is the song. Yeah. Um, so lyrics with Ludini. Since we Ooh. since I talked about the police, yeah, um, and I'm gonna do this a little bit different because we are like just, way over. Well, <laughs> I we don't have too too much more to do. You're not getting tired, are you, Lily? When am I ever tired? Never. When am I drunk? Always. When am I tired? Yeah. Never. No. Yeah. Gotcha. There's a difference. <laughs> um, so this was Can't Stand Losing You. This was in the second single after Roxanne off of the uh, Outlandus D'Amour album by the police. Um, even Roxanne, when it was initially released, was not hit. hit uh, Miles Copeland, their uh, manager, 
came in to hear them play in the studio, and the, uh, he thought he thought they sounded like shit. But <clears throat> thanks. Buddy. He did like Roxanne, so yeah. he convinced the record label like to give them like a little bit more money mm-hmm. and can we put the song out? And it, it, and it wasn't a hit at first. Really? Yeah. It became a hit later on after the album came out. Yeah. Interesting, interesting story. But the one, the other single was "Can't Stand Losing You," and it has really fun lyrics. And I just remember listening to this as a kid and really kind of like chuckling um, at at the lyrics and how like also how like nerdy kids like me, like who like didn't get like a lot of girlfriends and stuff like that. No, not you. Like might like kind of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the word. it's kind of done from that perspective. Okay. I've called you so many times today. I guess it's all true what your girlfriends say, that you don't ever want to see me again, and your brother's going to kill me, and he's six feet ten. I love it. <laughs> That's beautiful. I guess you'd call it cowardice, but I'm not prepared to go on like this. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing you. I won't sing. Um, I see you've sent my letters back and my LP records, and they are scratched. I can't see the point in another day when nobody listens to a word I say. You can call it lack of confidence, but to carry on living doesn't make no sense, Ma. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. And then there is this very... God, he sounds so whiny. ...crazy thing that happens. There's a giant um, breakdown with these crazy chord changes and like like a total what the fuck. Um, and then the third verse comes in. Okay. I guess this is our last goodbye. Mm, and you don't care, so I won't cry. But you'll be sorry when I'm dead. And all this guilt will be on your head. Wow. (laughs) I guess you'd call it suicide, but I'm too full to swallow my pride. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing, can't stand losing you. Wow. So it's like this, like, over-the-top, melodramatic, Uh you know what Uh I mean? Whiny teenager. (sighs) You know, Teenager, please. I have guys like that now who are, like, in their 40s (laughs) doing this. 40-ager. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, wow. So. Wow! Wow! This Good day, <laughs> it's time to see what the Beatles did today. What the Beatles did today? Oh, uh, the first is. one is Paul McCartney. Uh-huh. The first there two. First two. First seventeen. <laughs> first seventeen. The whole record. I mean, the whole website is the Beatles. <laughs> the it's Beatles not. It is not. It is not. No. So, but on this day in 1963, after a Beatles performance at the Royal Albert Hall in London mm-hmm. for the radio show Swingin' Sound 63, Paul McCartney met the actress Jane Asher for the first time. Oh. Oh, Later, no. they became engaged, but never been split up in 1968. Mm. Sound like they're going on a big game hunt. Beatles songs, including "All Me Loving." <laughs> I'm looking through you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really like shame on you. This day in music.com. Really? This is really gossip really? column. Yeah. Like, Legit. Like, today. It's not, it's, come on. It's not pertinent we to anything. Facts. Cold um, I, we're just, we're not a give and do the next Beatles thing because you, you, yeah, you, fuck you. he's dumb. We got screwed. You know, fool me once, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> George Bush. Did you see our president <laughs> shake hands with nobody? Today? I don't want to see. 
my no, I have yeah, not yeah, seen yeah. He turns around, he shakes hands with an invisible person. It's totally legit, dude. Like, well, you obviously say look at it. when you get a chance. Uh, you know, we should look at you can look at it on YouTube. I want to be what he's on. Yeah, he's, he's like Invisible Man. Yeah. It's our new superhero. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. see. Well, this, on this day in 1966, the Spencer Davis Group were at number one in the UK singles chart with their version of the Jackie Edwards song "Somebody Help Me." Uh, it's a previous hit, Keep On Running, which was also composed by Edwards. Uh, this day in 1970, Steel Mill, featuring Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Stringbean, uh-huh. Bruce Springsteen <laughs> played in the it. main gym at the Ocean County College in New Jersey. Wow. So this is Springsteen's first band, and yes, I, they, yes. they, 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 the tickets cost $2. That's kind of cool, wow. though. To say that you went to that would be uh-huh. very cool. <laughs> On this day in 1970, Johnny Cash was at number one on the country album chart with Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. His 33rd album release, the album featured If I Were a Carpenter, the famous duet with his wife, June Carter Cash, Mm -hmm. which earned the couple a Grammy Award for Best Country Performance by a Duo or a Group uh, with a Vocal in 1971. What? What are you about? I love 1975 there. Uh, this day in 1975. I don't love what happened, but I love that band. The Bay City Rollers, four Bay City Rollers fans were taken to the hospital, and 35 others uh, required on-site treatment after they attempted to swim across the lake to meet their heroes. Yeah. The group were making an wow. appearance at the BBC Radio 1 Fun Day at Mallory Park. It wasn't a fun day at all. <laughs> no, but I do love that band. Yeah, all right. You know. I have a um, belt buckle that says Bay City Rollers. Do you really? I do. That was That's a thing, awesome. and it seemed to roll off. I don't know if like promoters like figured out something, but the whole people getting like trampled and injured mm-hmm. yeah. in concerts kind of, kind of, you don't really, you know what I mean? It kind of like went away. Um, Sound disappointed. You know, that was a better time. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll is supposed to be dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. You're taking your life in your hands. That's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's more Altamont mm-hmm. than for you. <laughs> yeah, go Altamont. <laughs> Michael Jackson underwent surgery in Los Angeles. Okay, to prepare what? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's kind when of he relevant. caught on fire. That's, this that's day in 1984, caught on fire. And this fire. is when he went to surgery to like. This is when probably all the trouble started with his face. Pepsi. Yep. Pepsi. <laughs> it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> Wham! I'd rather have a Coke and a smile, but go ahead. Became the first ever Western pop act to have an album released in China. Oh, that's fun. In China. Gi- in, in China. In China. In China. All the release in China. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. Oh, that's so wrong. Oh, God. Wow, we are like canceled. So wrong. Fired. <laughs> Urethra Franklin and George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and George Michael. Speaking of wham in China. China wham. Wow. Urethra. The Choi makes China Wham. <laughs> wow. <Sweet American. laughs> Showing her age now. Urethra Franklin and George Michael. <laughs> you know that's not her name, right? <laughs> Started a two-week run. I hate when my urethra starts a two-week run. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, fuck your urethra. Oh, my. 19... Uh, I don't want to hear about that either. Right. 1992, <laughs> Def Leppard started a five-week run at number one in the U.S. album chart with their fifth studio album, Adrenalize. Mm-hmm. The album was the first uh, by the band following the death of guitarist Steve Clark in 19. That was one of the top albums in, ni- in the 90s. Come on, Steve, get it. Okay. And bloody, 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 yeah, blah, 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 bl
That's a Monty Python thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, there we go. Mike Vickers. Yeah. Is he like a vicar? Right. Like an Irish vicar. Sure. Uh, Mike, Mike Vickers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never vicar with a vicar. Never, right, exactly. British musician who became to prominence as a guitarist, flautist, and saxophone saxophonist. So, oh, there you go. With Manfred Mann. Yeah. Yeah. Number one single is Do a Diddy. Do a Do a Do a Diddy. That's probably not. The That's right. not the right song. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> not at all, because it's not the right year. No. <laughs> American drummer Clyde Steubenfield, best ah! known for his work with James Brown. We we haven't done the things James Brown says in a long oh, time. We oh done boy. That in years, literally. His rhythm pattern on James Brown's Funky Drummer is among the world's uh, most sampled musical segments and has uh, uh, been used by hip-hop groups and rappers such as Public Enemy, Run, Run DMC, w, uh, NWA, WMA, WMMA. WMA, <laughs> Weapons of Mass Run DMC, NWA. Oh. I don't know that word. L O Cool J, Beastie Boys and Prince. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. <laughs> Thanks, it's Lily. really famous. Like, if you hear it, you go, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it's yeah. very famous. It's on tons of shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's really nothing. Nobody important. Mark Ish. Tremonte. Oh, with, yes. Um, That's important. What's the, Ish. Other, what's the other band? Um, uh, Alter Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he's more currently yeah. known for. Yeah, yes. You know, um, well, so, and Creed. That was his original band. Creed Bratton? Creed. Credence, Clearwater. The grassroots. When is it going to click in the Lily's brain what I just said? It took a minute. Yeah, I know. I waited. I'm like, it'll get there. I like how they mentioned in the office the grassroots. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Right? So there is a Netflix movie everybody must see. Everybody there, must see it. There will be a quiz next week. Uh-huh. I'm not studying. It's called Metal Lords. And you will fucking love it. The kid dry, who has his car, his... But his license plate is Power Slave. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> they yeah. are they are very young. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, they're high school kids who are like yeah. who get oh God, damaged. Lo- they love metal and are just all about the metal. And it's you you know, it's their kind of like journey and their friendship and mm-hmm. you kind mm-hmm. of to see what happens. But it's got some great music in it. Like fucking great it's got a great soundtrack. Um and uh it was in the tradition of um, Airheads mm-hmm. or Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. those movies that are like a music comedy kind of um, a thing. Scotty Ian's in it? Wow. Yeah. And Tom Morello and Tom, Kirk Hammett? And Kirk oh, Hammett and, 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 and Rob Halford. Actually, yeah. They're go. actually in a scene all together. Sold. Wow. However, for yeah. females who don't like Bill and Ted, please don't listen to Lou. Go watch it for the Airheads element of it. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even seen it yet. Doesn't matter. You said Bill and Ted, That's and that makes me mad. She don't like Bill and Ted. She no game. Lots of women don't like Bill and Ted. Well, they, Bill wow. and Ted don't like lots of women. They only like okay, the princesses. So, so hi, let's take a vote. Yeah. Okay, take a vote. Mm-hmm. Who here wants to end the podcast now? Mm-hmm. And who here wants to hear the Ewok theory? I want to hear the Ewok oh, theory. Ewok theory, yes, yes. We're not asking anybody. We okay. don't care about what they think. <laughs> I thought you were, are we, are we, do we have to wait for them to respond? I'm not waiting. There's. Tell me about the Ewok. It's theory. three people here That's out of three right. who want to hear it. Right. Okay. Here we go. So, one of the complaints <clears throat> about the Ewoks mm-hmm. is that, like, 
how can these like little creatures, you know, f- like little teddy bears, yeah, mm. defeat the empire? I mean, this is a military, serious military force that that has killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. no joke, right? You know what I mean, and now they're threatening to blow something, do like another Death Star thing, and like this is a serious situation. So. Like Ralph McQuarrie, you know who he was? He was the he was the he's the guy that created all the concept art for both the original Star Wars and Empire yes. Strikes Back. Okay. This you can look up his paintings, they're absolutely beautiful. They just like some of those you go like, Oh, I wish they would have made it look like this instead. Um <laughs> But um the, uh, but anyways, he quit. He 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 refused to come back for Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. He thought it was like absolutely stupid. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are like, oh, the Ewoks, you know what I mean? It kind of ruins the thing. It, you know, yeah, it's too, it's too, it's too like, you know, little kidsy and like, yeah. you know, Lucas wanted, just wanted yeah, to put yeah. something in for little kids. About that, that is not what I thought at all when I saw that. Okay. Okay. And recently I've been vindicated. Okay. Because some other oh. people have written some stuff about this exact theory that I had uh-huh. when I first saw it. And... Do you remember in Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. when we meet Yoda? Yes. Yes. And Luke shows up there and he's looking for a great warrior, uh-huh. Jedi master, and yes. all this stuff. Yes. And he doesn't even enter his mind that it could be Yoda. Right. Like it doesn't even like he doesn't even like enter his mind. Yes. And um, so the sort of like idea there is like something really powerful can be in something really small. And and yes, Lucas got this from Lord of the Rings. He's a giant. Lord of the Rings fan, you Makes know, sense. It's, it's the same. Yes. That's a kind of the hob the idea of the hobbits. Yeah. Like sometimes it's the most humble of things that really can make the difference. There's an expression that says little hinges swing big doors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's just what I thought he was doing when I saw the Ewoks on the screen. Oh. I thought this is the same kind of thing. This is he's like, he's like carrying on this idea that right. like something that like, cause it like, there's a, um, in the original star Wars, remember, when they are showing the battle plans, mm-hmm. you know, they're showing the computer animation. Yes. It's hilarious, by the way. If you watch it now, it's like, um, and one of the guys puts up his hand and says, what's a, what's a little uh, fighter supposed to do is against something like that. And it says the empire doesn't consider a small one man fighter, a threat. Uh-huh. And I think that's exactly that's a callback. Lays into yeah, that I think that the, the Empire wouldn't consider so they would underestimate mm-hmm. uh-huh. what somebody like that could do. Um, and I don't know if it just maybe just doesn't come across real well, but they were didn't look like they didn't know how to fight. They had figured mm-hmm. some shit out. They had logs cut up. They had all kind of stuff to you know what I mean. Yep. Um, and you know. I think it also was a sort of like the empire's kind of arrogant mm-hmm. and kind of thinks that like nothing can beat them because they're so big and bad. And sometimes, sometimes that's when Cute that little shit walk. comes Kick along. And I think that that's what he was going for, whether he actually achieved that or not. But that was like my sort of idea about the. Ewoks. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, a consideration the Wookiees? They were going to be on the Wookiee planet. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Them wacky Wookiees. Shut up. They're, Lily. They're so cute. Come on. I like the Ewoks. I know. I just put it in my Amazon box to get the Ewok movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, dude, nothing beats the uh, holiday special, though. Uh-huh. George Lucas I really wants all. to be released. He said that he wants to, like, get... He, he At one point, he was trying to get rid of every copy. I know. I, I know. have it. They had a girl. Found it at Record I watched it again on YouTube, like, about yep. a year or so. Maybe it was yeah. a pandemic yeah. or something. And I was like... 
It was. It's kind of very uncomfortable. There's my nerdery. Very kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it's wow. like it was five dollars at Record Archive. I could pass it. <laughs> was the was, holiday VHS? Under, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so um, uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is our website. Go check it out. There's all kind of cool stuff there. Bios, uh, our YouTube archive, as well as opportunity to get uh, access to our, our private What's Facebook it? group and all kind of fun stuff. So check it out there. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Wolfscustoms.online. Get yourself a custom paint job done on your musical instrument. RockRageRadio.com. Download the app. It's totally for free. And you can listen to great music content just like this 24 7. Miss Lily Von Six. You can also listen to my show, which is Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Hot Licks with Lily Six. I do uh, 80% unsigned bands, 20% mainstream bands, and I do a lot of interviews like Udo Dirk Schneider, who's going to be on this Thursday from Accept, formerly, and does his own Udo stuff. Udo Dirk Schneider. Yes, that's right. and that's yeah, how he yeah, talks. Yeah. He was very jolly. That's cool. <laughs> He's a jolly German. He's a jolly, jolly German. They're the best kind, aren't they? He was He's very a jolly funny. little jolly little German. I unfortunately lost the video, He's but I saw the audio. He's a jolly little German. There we go. He's <laughs> a jolly little German. He's gonna kill you guys. Great. No, he's not. He likes it. He's a jolly. real live mustache jolly. from his uncle Adolf. What? <laughs> That's not how that goes? I'm out. That's how any of this goes? <laughs> so anyway, so. That I don't know what else to say about it. It's all you got. Yeah, that's that's, it. All, that's all she wrote. That's all there is and ain't no all more. I'm wrote, sorry, guys. Boom I, goes we, the dynamite. We, we did. We did the whole thing, and we did the whole it. shebang. Yep. Not on, not half of it. The whole shebang. Shaboom, shaboom, shebang, shebang. Actually, it wasn't as loud as uh, as loud. It wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. It's about, only about, an hour and a half. Yeah. Buck twenty-five. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, not too bad. bad. It's only five. You know, so. considering the price. Well worth it. Time well spent. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out, and we will catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Take care, guys.